Know your rights. Know the law. The Law Report with Michael Matuining Bill. Welcome back. Like I said, we're talking COVID, but also talking property. And, um, you know, life still goes on. We all still need shelter. We still need a place to stay. We still have signed agreements. We still want to buy the properties. And you probably want to buy properties now more than ever because, you know, the market has suddenly taken a worse turn. Um, depending on how, on what side of the spectrum you are, you are, and that's really what I want to talk to you about next. And uh, as always, if you have any questions for my guest, the number to dial always six double zero double zero nine five nine. Donald Mochele, he's a senior attorney and specialist in property law. Donald, good evening, and thank you so much for joining me on the Law Report. Good evening, Michael. Thank you for having me. We talk about the relief for tenants and property owners during lockdown. What does what does that mean, and what is the law around this? There has been a, a plethora of directions issued by government mm-hmm. uh, from the 1st of May until uh, most recently last week, fr- uh, Friday. Yeah. So in terms of the directions, uh, tenants are allowed to move into their new uh, place of residence uh, during alert level 4. Mm-hmm. And uh, also property owners uh, who have... Uh, recently uh, acquired transfer of immobile property are also allowed to uh, move into their new uh, places of residence uh, during this uh, alert level four stage. Okay, so so the, 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 the significant development is, is only in respect of um, tenants and people that have bought properties. Yes, uh, actually the directions that were issued last week, uh, they, were, they were welcomed as a sign of relief because the earlier directions which were issued on the only allowed for uh, movement uh, for tenants who signed lease agreements mm-hmm. before the 30th of April, as well as property owners who took transfer before the 27th of March. So they were limited uh, in that uh, respect. But now, uh, since the promulgation of the directions issued last week Friday, mm-hmm. uh, all the parties can now move into their new places of residence, uh, irrespective of when they entered into uh, their. So, does that mean if my lease is coming up, um, um, I can sort of go and uh, and 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 it's a realistic question um, in in the sense that if my lease is coming up at the end of the month, I would want to not only move, but before the moving, I would want to check out places, I want to view premises, I'd want to compare places that means i'd have to be out and about that means i'd have to be meeting state agents or rental companies because i have a current lease that's coming to an end and maybe before i explore the the second part of the question which is really the end part when when my lease is coming up it's coming to an end um can i be evicted can i have i have do i have some kind of a right to remain in the property so in terms of the directions, I'm going to I'm going to answer your first question. In terms yeah. of the directions, people are not allowed to move for the purposes of inspecting the new places that they want to move into. Yeah. You are only allowed to move if you have a valid agreement in place yes. or transfer has taken place and you are moving into the new place of residence. Yes. That is what you are limited to do. Not necessarily going out and viewing the property with the intention of uh, uh, signing a new lease agreement or the intention of buying that property. Yes. Okay. So regarding evictions, you cannot be evicted during this level of the uh, lockdown or at level four. Mm -hmm. All uh, evictions 
have been stayed until uh, Parliament says that now you can enforce your eviction orders. So you can get an eviction order, but you are not allowed to execute that eviction order. But, but a practical question, a practical question. I, I leased you uh, my property and, I, and we had agreed that you are going to um, vacate the premises um, at oh. the end of the month. Practically oh. speaking, um, what happens to that contract? Because it lapses. So I'm not necessarily talking about eviction. Does it renew automatically? Or what, what's, what's, the, what's, what's the regime? What's the, what happens to an expired contract? Because um, you need a place to stay as my tenant and I need money. What happens? Yeah, you have to look at the intention of the parties. If the intention is that the contract expires, yes. Um, unfortunately, the tenant has to uh, secure a new place so that they can be able to move into that new uh, place of residence. Yes. Uh, if the intention uh, is for the contract to continue, uh, according to our law, then it will be a month-to-month uh, contract. But yeah, if the intention of the parties is that uh, the contract lapses, then unfortunately the tenant has to uh, make arrangements. But, but is it, is it, it I, I guess what I'm asking is, is it mm. open for the parties to even entertain the idea of renewal or not? Is, is there, or is there a default legal position that comes in to play by, by operation of, of the regulations? And, 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 and let, me, let, me, let me ask the question in, in simpler terms. If I can't evict you as my tenant, um, and the lease is coming to an end. So I can't evict you and, and it, it, whether you pay or not. Mm. Um, but the contract is coming to an end and, and we're going to get to the second part of you getting an alternative place. It, it does, does the law, you know, and, and, and let's say I'm not trying to push you out, but it just seems like there's a, there's a bit of a, a vacuum or not. Uh, and, and I guess I'm asking for clarity to say yes. what happens where, you know the 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 parties may not have an agreement is there is there a default position that says well you got to stay there until we we're done with this covid-19 or, or 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 do i really as a tenant should be anxious and saying you know i got to find a new place to move in because this lease is coming to an end i i i'm asking for somebody that might be sort of conflicted between riding out yeah. the covid-19 or or really earnestly looking for alternative accommodation Look, in terms of these new directions, yeah. due to the fact that people are allowed to move into their new places of residence, there's absolutely no reason why the tenant should insist on staying onto that property mm-hmm. if the lease agreement is coming to an end. Yeah. So they can make arrangements to secure a new place mm. and ultimately move out. So it all boils down to uh, the intention. What is the intention? Does the tenant want to uh, remain on the premises or can they look for a new uh, place of residence since their lease agreement is coming to an end mm, mm. and and i, so and I guess in, in i guess of the, mm. regulations, yes, they, they, they are more than welcome to uh, move to their new place of residence nothing is stopping them from doing that i, I guess it sort of brings me to the the second question because mm. you know when you move house you 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 don't just move. You you gotta view the place. You gotta yes. ensure that it you know it's the the apartment is in a good condition. You, you can't just rely on what you saw on the 
advertisement in the, in the newspaper. Mm-hmm. And I want to get to the internet issue because I saw some stuff on television yesterday where mm. um, the internet, honestly and plainly speaking, is not available to everybody, right? And yeah. And we've seen how... People were queuing at offices of the Department of Labor for UIF payments. And, and the notice says, go check us out online. But people are going, I can't check you out online because I don't have access to that. I, I, I can only bring myself here. And, and, and that's a practical problem where technology doesn't quite work for everybody. And, and, yes. and you can bring it back to even the most vain of questions, which is fast food. Not everybody can order food online. Um, and, mm-hmm. and not every area has food delivery systems, right? And mm-hmm. that's the reality. So I'm just thinking from the context of, of if you're saying that, you know, I, I have an existing lease that's coming to an end, but I'm constrained in, in mm-hmm. how I can find alternative accommodation because um, I can't go view properties and c- go compare and have, uh, you know, uh, meet the state agent, it's, I see a little bit of a problem. I don't know uh, your thoughts. Yes, it's, it's a practical uh, problem. Mm. But the regulations, they, they do allow for the movement. But as John rightly point, uh, pointed out, the problem is that they do not allow people to go out and view premises with the intention of uh, entering into these uh, agreements as well as uh, um, with the intention of buying those uh, properties. So it is it is more... Practical uh, arrangement than anything. Uh, so in that instance, parties will have to consider entering into an extended uh, lease yeah. before the expiry of uh, one. Or yeah, mm. attend to a month-to-month and see how uh, things develop. Maybe with the the regulations will. Um, I'm having a conversation with uh, attorney Donald Mochese and we're talking about COVID-19 and your right to your property, whether you want to buy it, whether you want to lease a property, you're a tenant, you're a landlord. This is the show for you to dial in. The number to dial is 86 I'm going to take a break and when we come back, we continue our chat. The Law Report with Michael Matwening Bell, Kaya FM 95.9. It's 18 minutes before 9 o'clock. I'm in conversation with Donald Mochese. We're talking about property. If you are in a process of moving, you've got a lease that's expiring and you're thinking to yourself, what's going to happen to your lease? And, and I think the problems don't just extend to now. I mean, they extend well beyond, you know, the next few days because a lot of us don't know how long uh, the lockdown is going to endure and uh, the various levels, it could go up, it could go down. And you might be thinking about your lease coming up, but you might be a landlord thinking about, hey, I got so many tenants and I'm worried about whether they're going to be paying me, whether they're going to be leaving when they said they're going to be leaving. This one is a problem tenant and I really like them to leave. Can I get them out? Is it possible to to get them out in this period? How's level three going to look? That's what we're talking about. Give us a call 86 uh, as matters stand right now, if I wanted to move house, what would I have to do? Um, what would I have to do to be able to, to move house? What do I need to make sure that I don't find myself in some jail cell? Okay. In respect of property transactions, there are uh, a few instances whereby you are allowed to move. Mm-hmm. The one is if you have completed a disagreement. Yeah. And the other one is um, if uh, you are moving into a new business uh, premises. And uh, 
uh, that entity is required to me when talking about maybe a company or sure. you know they are changed, they have changed their uh, business premises or if you have uh, taken transfer of the property so in those instances uh, the first instance you will require a copy of the lease agreement mm-hmm. that you have to take with you to uh, a police station mm-hmm. and uh, a station commander or his designee will uh, then issue with a permit uh, and the same will apply with uh, moving uh, business premises with regards to moving into a new residence due to a uh, transfer of property having taken place you will need to uh, approach uh, that uh, uh, station commander with uh, transfer documentation concerning that uh, you have taken ownership of the property mm. and you will be issued with a permit allowing you to move importantly you need to indicate in that permit the number of people in your household that are required to uh, move with you to the new place of residence. Uh, I'm taking your calls. Number to dial 086-00-0959. Mahoto from Randbeck. Good evening to you. Hi. Uh, um, my question, I, w- I would like to ask uh, your guest a question. Mm. I mean, um, this procedure of uh, online, uh, what you call, uh, let's say you see a property on Property24, etc. Mm-hmm. Maybe sometimes it's not even a reputable company, namely like Thief or them. It's just a private person. Mm. So how do you know that you're dealing with a scammer? Because uh, uh, this is, it seems like it's going to be opening a doorway for scammers, you know? And you're right. I mean, when with properties, the minute you talk property, they're going to start telling you about uh, month, month advance re- a deposit and yes, advance and rental. you transfer money to a person you haven't seen, you haven't seen the place, you don't know what is going on. Yeah. So uh, how are we going to deal with that one? Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's uh, yeah. That, that, that's one of the things, I guess, that that come from, you know, making regulations in under so much pressure. And one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Donald, your 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 thoughts. I mean, that's that's the reality. Um, you you're not only having you know. I was even raising it from the point of view of you want to view the property, you want to make sure that it's suitable. But there could be a bigger problem. You, it could be a, a complete scam. You know, at least uh, with uh, a property transfer, if you are buying a property, you mm. know that safety net uh, because there will be a conveyancer involved in the transaction yeah. uh, at some point. You know, so you can uh, offer to buy that property. A conveyancer will be appointed who will oversee uh, the transaction. Mm. What people are doing right now, they are entering into uh, agreements whereby they say, I'm, I'm offering to buy this property subject to me viewing it when the uh, regulations are that next. Correct. So that provides uh, some sort, sort of, of a conditional offer and that's big. And, that, and, and you know the, the idea of scams as, as, as you were busy answering question, I, I was thinking that when, when issue of masks, there's N95 masks, I can't tell you the number of calls I got from well-meaning clients that says, hey, I got, a, I got an order for one million masks. And then it was, it was not one client, it was multiple clients. And ultimately, it's such a big scam. And I think that maybe, you know, taking the question, you know, I think that the issue of scams is, is not a remote one because there's a lot of people that have been scammed about masks, uh, either from a seller point of view or a buyer. I want to buy masks. Please. <laughs> so, yeah. so, yeah, my advice would be that if you're to enter into uh, an agreement, uh, because of some nature so online, it must be conditional. 
Yeah. You know, uh, everything must be suspended until first time as to uh, afford the opportunity to go and view the property. Yeah, and I, and I guess the the, the it's uh, if if you don't have to move, don't move. You know, um, because if if you if, yeah, if you have the luxury of deferring your move, don't move because of course it is a reality. Because for you to find a place that speaks to your heart, half the time you need to view a, a couple, and and you know the regulations, as 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 Donald Mukhesha says, they don't allow for that. They just allow for the actual move, and 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 that's the reality. Let me take another call, uh, Lebo. You're on the road. Good evening to you, and thank you for calling. Yes. Yes, good evening. Hello. Hi. I just wanted to ask, say suppose I I have uh I'm renting out a place but I can't afford it anymore. Yeah. Right? Mm. And uh, I decide that actually I want to move out, right? Um what happens then because I can't afford to extend my lease with the current uh, landlord. Mm. And at the same time I can't go view a suitable place that I I can uh, take, you know, that I can rent. Yeah. Yeah. Um how what, what do the regulations say about that? And 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 I guess it's it's a realistic question, Levi, because a lot of people, even if even if so, if you had a rent uh, uh, an apartment where you were paying uh, a certain amount of money for for rent, and it was coming up, now you get news that you are one of the people that are going to be retrenched because of COVID nineteen, and and now it's a reality that you no longer can afford that rent uh, because of something that has now happened and. And you want to say to your landlord, hey, my lease is up. I can't afford you anymore, but I don't also have the luxury of sh- going and shopping. Yeah, tough one. Uh, it is tough to me, uh, Donald. Uh, maybe you can simplify it. Yes, starting point is that the regulations, they do not uh, address the contractual relationships uh, between the parties. Mm. So the regulations, they don't speak to the fact that uh, if one party can no longer afford to pay the monthly rental, this is what must happen. Yeah, they are only allowing for uh, movement because that will be intrusive. So the parties they have to sit down and find common ground. Mm. What should we do? Are we going to uh, defer payment to a later date? How much can you afford in the meantime? I think those are some of the things that uh, the parties uh, must uh, look into because. Uh, you want to end up with a situation where it's almost a win-win yes. situation. Yeah. Because if parties don't sit at the table, negotiating table, what's going to happen? The tenant will say, well, I can't move and I can't afford to pay uh, the normal occupational rent. Mm. And the landlord will be uh, stuck in a uh, not so ideal of a situation. So the parties must sit down and try to find common ground. How much can you afford? The landlord has to ask that question. Can I allow the tenant to uh, pay part of the rent, you know, and uh, give them an opportunity to uh, top it up as and when uh, uh, time goes. You know, so those are some of the things uh, that uh, the parties have to consider. And, and maybe let's talk about this eviction. I mean, the other option is even if you can't, you know, just going to Lebo's question, if you can't pay your landlord, he, he can do everything, but he can't actually evict you. He can get the eviction order, but he cannot exercise or execute that eviction order. Yes. Right, right. But but that's not a full answer to you as a tenant because you know he can still sue you. So if you happen mm-hmm. to stay and you know extend your stay by two to two to uh, two or three months, 
you, he can also claim the rent for that period, even if it means he has to institute legal proceedings. And you don't want a judgment against your name. I guess that's a problem. Maybe, maybe a little bit of hope. Uh, what does uh, Level 3 have in store for us? Yeah, we'll, we'll see when we get to that point because, you know, the directions, they keep changing as, as we saw. Mm. I think when we enter into a level three, uh, Parliament has to come out with directions that cater for a level three. Mm. And they again have to indicate, you know, uh, in what instances are people allowed to move. Hopefully this time it will be broader. And it will encompass moving uh, for the purpose of uh, identifying new places of residence and, uh, and so forth. But but I mean, you know, as we relax these rules, enforcement becomes even more difficult because, you know, you could find in, in at, at lock at level five, um, enforcement was easy because the question was simply OIP and EP permit. If you can't produce yes. those two things. Um, then the answer for you is very clear. But I've I've noticed even the difference of driving out during level five, um, because during level five I literally only drove out when I was coming to do this show, um, and and maybe once for 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 my own for my other profession, um, but the road were the roads were empty, and then at level four with the contractors with the um, civil works with the electricians and plumbers the traffic has, has changed quite significantly including the ones that are getting essential services and clothing and, and there's, there's a buzz even in, in some malls on some days so, so I'm, 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 I'm imagining that at level 3 if nothing at all regulation or enforcement of the regulation is going to be a near impossibility I'm not sure if you've had any kind of thoughts on that there has going to be a headache for uh, law enforcement uh, officials. Mm. Because take, for example, now uh, at level four, these directions, they allow for the once-off movement. Mm. So how do you know that this person has, or is, is applying to move uh, for the first time? This yeah. will be once-off. Because a person can go and say, I'm applying for a permit for once-off movement to a place. Mm. And then a week later, they can still go back to uh, the station commander and say, well, I need to move to another place. How do you ensure... But I mean, how do you even stop that person? You know, I think the problem is at some point, there's going to be so many more reasons for somebody to be out and about. And and just think about... I'm I'm taking my kids to school, and once the schools open, I mean, we were just talking about mm. schools before before we we spoke to you. After schools, you can't disconnect school, the main school, with extra lessons. You can't disconnect the two because if the child goes for extra lessons and those extra lessons are in the evening, that's the reality. <laughs> and and therefore, I'm going to be out and about, and I don't need a permit to take my kid to school. Mm, 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 mm. I, I think we're going to see more of that uh, at, uh, at level three. Mm. Uh, you know, for, 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 for the economy, you know, we, we, we need a bit of easing so that things can get back to as close as normal as possible. Mm. But for social distancing, I think, yeah, we are, we are going to experience a problem, you know, because at the end of the day, you need to make sure that people, um, they are disciplined and then they apply the best practices that uh, are in place to deal with uh, the spread of the virus. And, and, and in respect of uh, people that are, you know, still still on the topic of properties, in respect of people that are having uh, bonds to pay, and I know that um, 
a lot of banks have come out and offered um, payment holidays. Have you yes. um, advised anybody on a question like that or even considered whether that is at all an, a viable and helpful solution? It will depend on a uh, individual case by case uh, basis. Mm. Because if if you can't afford to pay, then clearly that's an option for you, mm. so that you don't fall into uh, arrears and uh, face the risk of uh, being issued with uh, uh, summons and, and and court proceedings uh, commencing uh, against you. So yeah, it it all depends. You know, if if you can't afford to make payment of uh, your normal full monthly installment then that is definitely an option for uh, one to consider mm. instead of falling more into areas, yes. And, and yeah, so it's, it's a difficult time, um, you know, uh, but anyway, Donald, thank you so much for, for, for talking to me on the law report. Um, uh, and I think that, you know, I'd like to maybe as a parting shot from me, um, you know, just say that we, we kind of are in the most difficult position because you have to balance, I guess, bread and butter, that's the economic bit, but also your health. And, um, and I sympathize personally with, with everybody in the government who's trying to, to make these choices on behalf of so many people. Um, and, and, and I think we're all going through a, a difficult time, and, and I hope that we are able to manage these difficulties and come out of these difficulties with some kind of a country still left for us to, to live in. But, 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 Donald, thank you so much for, for joining me. I really appreciate your, your wisdom you, on this. And uh, yeah, as always, every 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 single one of my shows are podcasts. So if you want to listen to the show, you can listen to my podcast by going to the KFM website, um, za and click under my face. And then there you will find all my podcasts, this show, including any other show. If you want to listen to it again, do do that uh, for yourself. But for me, Michael Matoning Bill, it's been an absolute pleasure. I look forward to engaging with you um, again next week on Wednesday. Um, Otherwise, have a good have a, have yourself a good evening. For me, Michael Montoning Bill. Bye bye.